Hey there, it's Emmy of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. And on today's show, I sit down with Tara Wilder. She is the founder of Envivo, which is an online marketing agency. And Tara is obsessed with the power of the web and all things digital marketing. We had a super cool chat and she really like dug in deep and shared, I think, some really cool personal things that we can all learn from. She talked about how she had to step up into her leadership and that being authentic and being herself was actually the best way for her to lead and grow her business. So check it out. My name is Emmy Kirshner. I'm a serial entrepreneur and investor. The one thing that I get asked all the time is, how do you achieve success in business and make an impact? In each episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast, you'll hear from entrepreneurs and visionaries who share how their leadership has changed not only their lives, but the lives of everybody around them. Hey, everybody. I am with Tara Wilder of Envivo. It's an online marketing company. And I'm so excited to have you because we used to hang out all the time and I haven't seen you in like months. So we were just catching up before we started recording. And I said I was going to ask you this. So one, tell everybody about you and your business. But you've basically been an entrepreneur since you were like 12. So yeah. start from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Actually, a little bit of our conversation just now was like how you and I are the type of people who we can't not be entrepreneurs. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm so excited to be connecting with you and to be connecting with your tribe here today. And I'm really excited. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, my company is Envivo, and we're an online marketing and online presence management agency. We serve coaches, creatives, consultants who are overwhelmed and frustrated with their marketing and their tech. So we take that off their plates and so that they can focus on doing what they love to do the most. So we handle like social media, email marketing, web design, podcasts, anything that has to do with your online presence. I'm really, really passionate about giving entrepreneurs the freedom to go focus on doing what they love to do while also making a really, really big impact online because I'm obsessed with the power of the web. There are so many tools online, so many opportunities that we can take advantage of if we know how to do that. So that's my mission with my business, with the way that it is now. Which I love. And I always tell my clients, work in your zone of genius. And this is one of the things, the whole online space is one of the things you should be delegating to somebody else. So I'm so glad that you offer these services because the CEO or running your business, you can only do so many things and it's so much easier and so much more successful when you have a professional doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Absolutely. So Yeah. So a big part of 2018 for me was team building. And that's when I really got to be on the other side of that as an entrepreneur who was delegating. And I don't know now how people grow businesses, like grow them, not just have them, but grow them without delegating. Like I don't, I literally cannot fathom how anybody could have like an upper five figures or a six figure or seven figure business Mm -hmm. without delegating. It's so much fun. (laughs) It's a lot of fun. Right. I love it because for me, it's about giving opportunities And I get to teach people things that I love, but I get to learn from them as well. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's the learning piece. I always recommend that when people are going to delegate something, that they should have some knowledge in it so that they know somewhat what to expect. You know, you're not going into it blind, but then also allow the person who you go to be the professional and expert that they are to guide you 
into doing what's best for you. Of course, you have to make sure that it's someone who's qualified, but yeah, that's one of the reasons why I love working with people as well. That's awesome. Let's go back to when you were 12 and creating your first website. Yes. What was the catalyst for that? Because I can be very honest and say that I would never have even thought about it. And I'm, I mean, significantly older than you are. So the web didn't even exist, but that wasn't even my thought process of let's create something that could be a business. I don't know. Now I'll be honest. It wasn't, it kind of was a business, I guess. I was being paid by friends to create websites for them. I don't know what got me started with it now that I think about it. So let's go further back. My parents liked to spoil me and my brother. And so we always had the latest technology growing up. And part of it was gift giving is their love language. And also my dad, or actually both of them were really, really into allowing, giving me and my brother opportunities to explore and learn. So whenever a new gadget would come out, we would be the first to have them because we're really cute. And how could they say no to us? And then also my dad wanted us to be like one of the first people to learn how to use this. So I always had like my own computers and stuff since I was young. And for context, because you said that you didn't have the internet growing up, I was born in 1991. So I think like people really started using the internet more socially and recreationally, I guess, in the early 2000s, which was around when I was in middle school. Mm -hmm. So I always had my own computer and I would get all these different softwares and play with them and learn. And there was one called Front Page by Microsoft, I believe. I remember that. What? Did I remember that? Yes. (laughs) So I got Front Page. Actually, I guess this is how I started. I got that somehow and started building a website. Oh, so, oh. For everybody who's not familiar with FrontPage, FrontPage was a program. It's like Dreamweaver, if you're familiar with Dreamweaver, where uh, you can build a website, basically. I mean, I guess it's kind of similar to like the website builders that we have now, like Squarespace and... Bricks and or whatever. Yeah, but it was on the computer rather. So I started learning and I had fun with that. So I bought a domain and I bought a web space and I started a website and then I started building more websites and it was... That's really how it got started. We just had our own personal blogs. There was nothing like WordPress before. So we would hand code every single page from top to bottom. It was so fun. And I still love doing it. (laughs) God bless you. Yeah. And so, okay, so let's fast forward. So then I went to college to get a degree in psychology. It was, I had every intention going on to graduate school to get a PhD in clinical psychology. But halfway through my bachelor's degree, I was like, I don't know if this is really what I want to do. So I finished it up, got married. I had a very hard time finding anything in design or web design, web marketing or in psychology. So then that kind of led me to, I worked at Staples for a little while just so that, you know, we were broke newlyweds, we needed money. (laughs) So, and then while I was doing that, I started a freelance web design business Through that, I got to meet members of the community and somebody found me online, reached out to me. And basically after one interview, they hired me. So it was a local IT company and they were looking to expand the creative services that they offer and offer more web design, online marketing type services. So they were looking for somebody to build that department, to generate the leads, close the sales, deliver on the services, build the team. I guess that's part of building the department. So it was kind of like my dream job and I got it from the power of the internet because I had a website, a presence that accurately represented me. 
you know? So I was there for about a year and a half and I eventually left. I started my own business and three and a half years later, here I am. (laughs) I'm still in business, loving what I do. It's an amazing personal development journey. Yeah. It really is. And I am so much more of a leader now than I was before. And I really think it's because of this journey of entrepreneurship. Yeah. When I'm speaking to other entrepreneurs, I always say that this will be the hardest thing you ever do because it's such a personal development experience. You have to, and maybe your experience is different, but I feel like you have to get out of your own way to be successful. Yes. Get out of your own way. That's exactly it. Because you don't have a boss or colleagues trying to get you out of your own way. You have to do it yourself. And then you have to recognize that that's even what's happening too. Right. Awesome. So let's talk about your team building, because I think that's such a fun thing to do and it can be really creative. So who do you have that's on your team right now and how are you, you know, developing them so that you can work you know, more cohesively together every day? Because I think that's something that evolves. It's not just something that happens. Yes, it's such an evolution. And that was something that I didn't really, I don't think I really realized it when I first started because I was just thinking, all right, we'll start and it'll be, we'll be at 100% at the very beginning. But no, it requires a lot of development, a lot of work on my part and a lot of, you know, training, just building people up so that they can work together and work with what it is that you're delegating to them and learning about how they work. So, okay, so let's back up. So to where I am right now. So we offer a really wide range of online marketing services. And I, I like to think I'm good at all of it, but my levels of expertise varies. So what I do is per project basis, I will bring on creatives to support us in implementing the strategy or whatever that service is. So like hiring a web designer, for example, or if we have a really intense Facebook ads marketing campaign, I'll bring in a Facebook ads specialist to collaborate with, you know, so we work with people like that on an on or per project basis. Now, what I've been working on the last few months is developing my own team of people who work with me daily or weekly, monthly, you know, on an ongoing basis. Right, right. Yeah. So right now I have a woman who I met through onlinejobs.ph, PH as in Philippines, and uh, she lives in the Philippines and I love her so much. She's so eager to learn, so open to feedback. And I think something that we're working on I mean, she's, a, she's doing a good job of it, but I think one of the ways that is really important to empower your team, which I'm doing with her, is to empower them to or encourage them to give you feedback on your own management style, how, what you're doing, what the company could be doing better, and then also being a leader in what they're doing and saying, how can we make the process more efficient or effective, you know? Yeah, I love that feedback. Yeah, it's really, really great. And I do that with my other team members. But I think with her, it's really important because she's not an entrepreneur. This is something that she's doing like on the side. So I'm helping build her leadership in that way, which is a lot of fun. It's been really fun working together, me and her. I think it's really cool to see people when you empower them like that to grow and the directions that they kind of step into that you might not have been expecting otherwise. Yes. Yes. And you may find that they have more talent in another area instead of the area that they're in right now. And so you may shift them there and then hire somebody to take over the tasks that they were working on before and they can hire, they can train them, which is really great too. I can say, and I do this with my team 
not quite quarterly, but almost. And it's a re- really a review of both of us so that everybody's on the same page and, and we're looking at what can we do better? Because there's always something we can do better. Yeah. 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 There really, really is. And we're not, you and I are not perfect as the CEOs of the company. They're not perfect. And sometimes you need that outside perspective. So I do that with her. I also do that with my content creator as well. I content manager. I don't know. She does so much with content. I haven't decided officially what her title is. So we should probably talk about that. But she helps me a lot with, oh, so the first woman, I'm trying really hard not to call young women girls anymore. So The first woman, she helps me a lot with administrative tasks, which is so great because I can so easily fall behind on like my finances, recording invoices, doing onboarding, offboarding of clients. And so she helps me keep like my stuff together (laughs) in the back end of NVivo. Then I have a content manager that helps me create content for my clients as well, some of my clients. So she'll go out and do some research. She'll repurpose the content that they have already, we have some podcast clients too. So she'll go through the transcripts and pull quotes out and create social media posts, announcing episodes. And so she's helping me a lot with the content creation and content management in that area. Uh, And we're also bringing on another person too, that's going to be helping with content creation, which I'm really excited about as well, because we've got big plans for 2019. Cool. Cool. So as you've been building your team, what have you learned about you? what have I learned about me? Yeah. I've learned, well, everything that's coming to me right now are like skills. So I've learned that I need to be, in order to empower the team, I really need to be able to admit to my shortcomings, basically like my weaknesses, which I was okay with doing before, but it's really, really important that you don't like put on a face that's what I was doing at the beginning was like, I was trying to be like the perfect, like leader type boss in a way, not a boss as in like, you do this, you do that, you know, but like, I felt like I needed to look like I had it all together. Right. Or, you know, everything. Yes. Yes. Cause I thought that that was a way for them or the way to get respect or gain respect from people who are working with me, Mm -hmm. you know? And then I started, a couple of things happened and I realized like, oh, wait a minute, like this is safe. My team is safe, a safe place for me. So I can be really raw and authentic and like keep it together, obviously, but it's okay that you're not perfect and they're okay with that. And they're there to support me, you know? And so something that I've learned that is really important is that this company is all of ours. It's not just mine, but everybody who's working with our clients or working within the company, it's their company too. So I found that my default is to try to look like I have it all together, but I don't necessarily need to. That was one of the biggest things that I discovered about myself and learned to shift. Right. And do you think that's because... Like, that's what I see with some of my clients that tend to be more type A or perfectionists and they really want, like, everything to be so amazing. Do you find yourself falling into that tendency in other areas of your business, too? Or is it more that you just needed to really step into, hey, I can be myself and they're here to support me? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I fall into the former perfectionist type A person. So, well, it's actually interesting. I think... 
The context is different for what I just reacted to. So when I started my business, I was 24 and I was instantly in a world, like I started networking and meeting people who go to networking events and they were mostly like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And I'm okay with people who of all ages, like I'm comfortable with everybody. But I found that I really was not being myself. I really was not. I was trying to seem professional and mature and, you know, not childish or like a kid, you know, and I joined a business development program a few months after I started my business and a year into that. So I was 25 by then I had this moment when we were at a live intensive where I just broke down and I realized like, I feel like I'm, I'm lying to the world and it didn't feel good. It really didn't feel good. And so when, you know, I have to admit right now, I just forgot your original question. What you've, learned, what you've learned from team building. And then, <laughs> no, but there is something about, oh, then, a type A personality. Yeah, your type, yeah. Have I always found myself to be this way? Or is it allowing yourself not to be perfect, just part of the leadership piece that you're, you're now growing into? Yes, yes, Absolutely. It really is. I found that um, I've been trying to keep it perfect and together for the people who I'm marketing myself to and networking with, with my clients and with my team. And I'm realizing like, I can't do that. I need to be a leader and a leader is not perfect. A leader is not perfect or inauthentic or whatever, you know, however you would describe what it is that I was trying to do, which was be serious. Do you feel like being authentic too gives you more likability with your clients? Ability to do what? Likeability. Oh, likability. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Yes, absolutely. We had a little bit of a stumble with somebody, one of our clients. I'll admit it. It wasn't awesome. And we dropped the ball with something a few weeks ago. And I just came right out and said it to her. And I didn't like try to cover it up at all. And like, I went to her immediately and I said, Hey, this is what happened. This is what we promised. This is what happened. And I deeply apologetic that this happened. And this is what we're going to do to make sure it doesn't happen again. I mean, I was just real with her and I said, Hey, we stumbled. And she like, she really accepted it well. And she was, she was expecting the conversation to go in a different direction. She was kind of like about to scold me, I guess. I don't remember exactly how she said it, but she was like, I was pretty mad coming into the conversation, but I really appreciate that you were real. And you just said you apologized, recommitted and showed what you were going to be doing moving forward. This is such a raw thing that I'm sharing with you right now. Oh my gosh. But she really liked that I was being authentic in that way. And our relationship has been different since then. And it's been really, really nice and fulfilling. Not that we need a situation like that with every client to have that sort of relationship. I do find that being authentic, real, honest with people, that's what people want, I think. Right. I agree. I mean, that's what I hear all the time. And I also feel like you have the opportunity to deepen other relationships when you're just you. Yeah. So. And it's a lot less exhausting too. To right. Somebody else. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just connecting authentically. You have a really cool offer for everybody. And I do. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to, I want to talk about that a little bit because I'm excited about it, but I think it adds a lot of value to anybody who has to deal with social media. And I think that's all of us, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what it is, it's the called the Captivating Content Toolkit. And using the guide that's in there and the workbook, you can learn or you will learn and actually create content that attracts your client or ideal client to you, engages them and compels them to convert, whether that's just clicking a link, that's a conversion or to buy from you, whatever it is. People have really short attention spans in general and also online too. So it's really important that we grab their attention quickly and we keep it and we keep it through to the end. Mm-hmm. So that's what the toolkit is designed to do is to teach you what exactly is special about captivating content that converts and then how to create it yourself. And I work with a lot of people and know a lot of people who are DIY entrepreneurs where they want to do it themselves for whatever reason it is. Right. So it's my goal to make sure that everything that I offer is very easily digestible and doable for everyone. So I like to think that that's something that we accomplished with this toolkit. Awesome. And can you use this toolkit for creating like social media posts or writing blogs or like anything? Yes. Yeah. Good question. I'm glad that you asked that. Any sort of content and content. It's so like every, this is content, right? A podcast episode is content. Yeah, social media posts, blog posts, emails, lead magnets, ebooks, courses. I mean, the toolkit, there are elements and uh, concepts in it that you can apply to course material. The reason why I hesitated was I was like, wait a minute, does it apply? It absolutely applies. Absolutely. Because yeah, they invested in you or in your program, but you still need to keep their attention and get them to take action on what it is that you're teaching. So any sort, sort of content. Awesome. I love it. And share with everybody. We'll put the link for the toolkit in the show notes. So if you know, if somebody's interested in that, please click, get it. You'll love it. But where can everybody connect with you? Everywhere. So <laughs> there are links in the show notes. So you can go to my website, which is envivoweb.com. It's E-N-V-I-V-O web.com. The toolkit you can get at envivoweb.com forward slash tribe. Come play with me on Facebook. You can just type in my name, Tara Wilder, on Facebook. We also have the Unforgettable Entrepreneurs Society Facebook group, which I invite you to come join us and check it out and see if these are your type of people. I think I think they will be. We have lots of great stuff going on in there. And Instagram. I've been very obsessed with Instagram lately. So come find me on Instagram. I'm <laughs> I'm the name of my handle is I am Tara Wilder. Awesome. And I'm really big on connecting with people, by the way. So I know sometimes you listen to these podcast episodes and these interviews, not on Emmy's show necessarily, but just in general. And the guest is like, you can connect with me here, but you never connect with them. I really do want to connect with you. So please do reach out. Yeah. No, you're a great connector. So one more question. Yes. You said that you had some really big plans for 2019. Do you want to give us any hints or share what what your, your goal is? Yes. So I've got two things. And honestly, I don't know if one of them is going to be launched yet or not by the time this airs. But as of this moment, I'm working on a podcast of my very own, which I'm going to have Emmy on. And I'm so excited because she's brilliant. But that's going to be coming out or it already has come out by the time you watch this. It's Unforgettable Online Marketing. And the second thing that I'm working on, and honestly, I don't know if it'll be in the summer or after the summer definitely is not going to be in the springtime, but we're also going to working on a course 
We're working on a course that'll be focused on the tech side of marketing, which I'm really excited about. Cool. And who's the course for? It's for coaches, creatives, and consultants who consider themselves to not be very tech savvy, but want to be able to do these things. (laughs) I don't want to put too much into it, Um, but um, they want to be able to be empowered in their own online marketing and handling of their businesses online. So if, if you're somebody who's not very comfortable with technology and marketing, then this course is going to be for you. It absolutely is. And actually, you should connect with me because I'm going to open up a beta test of the course before I release it to the public. So if we connect, you say you're interested in something like that, then I'll give you more information when the beta test starts. Okay. Very cool. I love it. And I think that's so helpful in that piece that we just talked about earlier, too, of having a general idea of how to do all sorts of areas, but not necessarily being the PhD in any one area. Yes. Or all of the areas. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me today. Well, thank you so much, Emmy. I just, I love what you offer to the world and I'm so honored that you asked me to be a part of your podcast. So thank you. It's my pleasure. So thank you. And thank you everybody for hanging out with us as well. And we will see you next week. Have you ever thought about those times when if you had just known that one thing, it would have saved you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars, or maybe days, weeks, or even months of your time? I've created the Tribe of Leaders membership community for exactly that reason, to give you the tools, the resources, and the support to make growing your business a snap. As a member, you'll have access to video training, live monthly training and masterminds, and special co-working days that will help you run your business like the CEO that you are. You can get all the details at thetribeofleaders.com. See you there.